Welcome to the Food Life Podcast. You're about to hear easy to prepare and fun to serve recipes, plus cooking tips all paired with real conversation about real life issues. It's food and life. And now here's your host, Donna Britt. Thanks so much for tuning in. This podcast is going to sound a little bit different because the first half I actually recorded as a voice memo on my phone. I just wanted to make some notes. I was thinking as I was walking my dog, Gus, and I thought, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't want to forget these ideas. So I thought, well, I'm going to use my little voice memo thing which I hadn't really used before. And then when I got back home and I listened to my voice memo notes, I thought, well, that's really saying it the way I want to say it. So I don't want to record it over. Maybe that's being lazy. (laughs) Not sure. But I kind of like the way it sounded because it was real. And it was cold outside when I was walking and talking to myself into my phone. Um, And so you'll hear me sniffling a little bit. But I just I just want to kind of try this because I just like the idea of um, random thoughts as I was walking with my dog, you know, walks with Gus and here you go. So it's going to sound a little bit different. And then halfway through, I will finish the podcast back in my studio. So You will hear that change, which since change is the theme of this conversation, I thought that was appropriate. So that's what this this podcast is about. It's about change and transitions. And that can be from the simplest things, um, just something that happens during the day, a change in your routine, maybe unexpected. It can be a big change, a divorce, a job loss, um, a death, uh, a marriage, It can be a transition maybe with your children, you know, starting school or um, graduating from high school, going to college. Uh, Just life is nothing but change. So this conversation is about change and transitions and how while that can really freak us out, (laughs) it can be a good thing. And also then how, um, how does that relate to food? Because we typically relate life to food in this particular podcast series. So we'll talk about how a recipe can be changed for the better, just like life can change for the better. And the the recipe that we're going to be talking about today is fried chicken. The recipe that I really want to focus on is this pecan crusted chicken that you bake in the oven that is a, a change from the fried chicken, but a really good change. And then of course, you'll be able to go to the website and get detailed recipes, and uh, a full list of all the tips that I'm going to be giving about how to handle your chicken, whether you're oven frying or pan frying it. That's what this episode is about, change transitions and frying some chicken. And it's going to start with me on a walk with Gus. I get teased a lot because I'm not a roller coaster rider. And I always say to my, my people and my friends who love to ride roller coasters and give me a hard time because I don't, that I ride the roller coaster of life. (laughs) That takes all my uh, energy and um, that's about all I can do. So on this episode, I want to talk about change and transition. I've been having conversations lately, just random casual conversations, not pre-planned, but it seems like the words change and transition have come up in a lot of those recent conversations with friends, acquaintances. And the funny thing is, as we've all discussed in these conversations, is that the one constant in this life is change. 
Think about it. Seasons change. The sky changes above us constantly. (laughs) The moon changes. Every night we see a different part of it. So, So change is ongoing in nature. It's time changes everything. (laughs) Time marches on. There's, there's really, when you think about it, what are the constants in life? Hmm. And that may be another episode, but because I really want to talk about change. The interesting thing and what my people and I have been talking about is that while change is constant, change is inevitable, change is a for sure thing that's going to happen, whether it's good for the good or the, for the worse, there will be change, nothing less forever. But we seem to have a resistance to it. Some of us really struggle with transitions. You know, I know people who, getting off work and coming home, there's that transition from work to home that can be a little unwieldy for some or uncomfortable or take a few minutes. Waking up in the morning, a transition is tough for a lot of us. (laughs) So if change is something that's all around us and inevitable and a part of nature and a part of life why are we humans why do we humans struggle with it so much why is it um, why is it so hard and I also know people who absolutely resist change you know they don't want to move their furniture ever they have the same clothes they've had since 1988 they don't change their hairstyle If you surprise them in any way, shape, or form, (laughs) like, hey, let's go to dinner, spontaneously, unplanned, that can be tough. If you show up with a a surprise guest at Thanksgiving, that's really tough. If you, you know, change horses in midstream or whatever, pick your phrase. If you, there, there there are some of us who are incredibly resistant to change. I think some people roll with the flow and are easygoing and don't struggle as much and you know look around think about it you're probably in either one category or the other or maybe maybe you're somewhere in between I think I'm in between I mean I've had a lot of change in my life and I think there were times when it was tough and then I think as I've matured sort of ish um, gotten maybe a little smarter that I've learned to accept it and to expect change and um, try to develop a skill set that can handle change. Uh, I'm not sure that we are actively teaching that to our children. Maybe some people are. Um, I don't know. But just just a conversation that's been coming up, coming around. And a friend, another friend, Tambi, my great photographer friend, food photographer friend, Tambi, who I collaborate with and enjoy collaborating with immensely. She was over the other day and we were taking pictures of this this pie I was baking and I was running this idea about change by her and she was talking about her own issues with change or people in her life who were struggling with change and transitions and I said but you know what's the food connection and she goes well what about what about recipes that maybe have evolved or changed I thought oh yeah so some things that maybe my family favorites are that my granny made that once I moved to the Pacific Northwest and started uh, trying to maybe be a little healthier or whatever, 
some, some of those recipes that I tweaked or changed or that have evolved and that have honestly gotten better. It doesn't mean that the old recipe isn't good because it is, but there can also be a change that can make something else that's good, which I try to apply to life. Like, okay, this time or whatever time is a good time and things are flowing and they're wonderful and I'm happy. Then something happens, there's a change, transition. Maybe you get blindsided by something. That's happened to me a few times, more than once. And at first, you kick and you scream and you cry and you go, why me? And then if you can get to that place of acceptance, what I've discovered or experienced is that usually that change has brought about some good things has gotten me to maybe even a better place, a place that I could not have even imagined. And maybe that's my point, is if we, if we put our feet out, go with the flow, that's a metaphor too. If you've ever done any whitewater rafting, you know that if you fall out of the boat, you're supposed to put your feet straight out and just let the river carry you. Then your feet are gonna run into the rocks, not your head. It does work. <laughs> I have fallen out of the raft. so. That's what I think is just the amazing, beautiful, exciting thing of life, which is why I like to ride this roller coaster of life because the changes, the transitions for me have ultimately led to something better, more exciting, more creative. For example, you know, I moved to Nashville a number of years ago to go to work for Lifetime Television to host a morning Lifetime radio show. Great idea, great concept. I was honored to be chosen as their host. They had done a two-year search and had all kinds of celebrities try out for it. And somehow or another, I got recommended. I tried out. I got it. Transplanted my kids and my life to that city. Uh, Everything was wonderful. And because of things way out of my control after 18 months, Lifetime decided they wanted to focus on television and not really do radio. And... It was hard not to take that personally. It was the first time a job had ever ended on me, and uh, that was a big change. And it was a hard change. It was scary, you know? My kids were settled in high school at that point, and um, I had just bought a house, and it was, uh, it, was, it was a tough, tough change. Ultimately, though, that change, because of that change, it took a, another year or two, but I ended up landing at ABC Radio Networks and becoming the executive producer of a uh, very popular syndicated radio show in country music, which was a passion of mine. I had been in country radio, and it just I just loved it, and had always dreamed of um, actually being a producer and uh, for a a big show like that, and. It was amazing. And when I look back, I think, okay, that never would have happened. Or it it might have happened a different way. But I feel like me getting to Nashville in the first place, it took something like the Lifetime Offer. Me being available to something like the ABC Radio position took me needing a job, (laughs) which I might not have needed had I not 
had the lifetime thing not ended. So that's just a real life example from my own life of an unexpected change, a transition that was very, very stressful and uh, very, very hard and very difficult that ultimately led, led me to something even better than I had ever imagined. And the show that I worked on, American Country Countdown, while I was there as the executive producer, we won a couple of CMA, Country Music Association Awards. Certainly um, a dream-like thing. And it was an honor for me to, to work on that show. And so whenever I think about, whenever something hits me or some change happens, I, I reflect back on that. And I think, gosh, if I can get through that, which was tough. My kids were in high school. They did not want to move again. And I don't blame them. Um, it took me a while to find a job that could compensate me properly. I almost lost everything financially because, um, I wasn't expecting to lose my job. And with two teenagers that I was paying to raise myself, I didn't have a ton of money in the bank. So if I can get through that and survive that, I figure, okay, I can survive other things. And of course, way worse things happen. You know, they're, they're, you know, a a divorce people, you know, I've been through a divorce. People have been through divorces that are horrible and soul crushing. And, uh, um, people have lost their homes. I was lucky I didn't lose my home. And, you know, I, I am a cancer survivor, but some people don't survive it or their, their experience with it goes on way longer than mine did. So, um, but it was hard and, it, and it's all a matter of perspective. It was hard for me. It might not have been as hard for someone else or whatever. And I don't think that you know, it was the worst thing in the world to ever happen, but it was a difficult thing. So my message here, embrace it, embrace change. If you know that you have trouble transitioning, whether it's maybe traveling, traveling can really get somebody out of sorts, or maybe it is, you know, transitioning from work to home in the evenings or waking up, whatever your vulnerable situations or times are, if you know that that's vulnerable, set yourself up in a good way. For example, maybe you have a a routine when you come home at night and um, um, maybe it's something like, okay, well, the first thing I'm going to do is change clothes and uh, da, 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 da. Or maybe I'm going to take the dog for a a quick walk around the block just to unwind. Or maybe I'm going to put on my favorite music. Um, Maybe waking up in the morning, you, you, you figure out what soothes your soul to help you ease through that transition. And for the unexpected things that hit us, that blindside us, I think it's, it's a matter of just having faith when they come, you know, like, wow, wasn't expecting that. Okay. I'm going to cry a little bit and stomp my feet and get it out. And, but then take care of yourself. If it's something really, really big and really tough, um, a big hit and you need some sort of counseling, or maybe you just need to go home and talk to your mom or (laughs) spend some time with your best friend or your kids or something, whatever it is that, that, that feed your soul. Maybe you need to bake a cake or a pie, or maybe you need to fry some chicken, but not fried chicken. Something that I started doing when my kids were little, it became my son's favorite birthday dish, dinner. And it was really me trying to 
do my granny's fried chicken, but in a, in a way that was, first of all, less time consuming, just as delicious, and maybe a little bit healthier for me. Because I'm telling you, I love to fried chicken, but that's a process, and it, you have to have a lot of patience and a lot of time and be willing to really take your time. So on any given day, most of us probably don't have time to fry chicken. Or, or don't want to take that time. So this is a this is an updated uh, oven fried chicken recipe, pecan crusted chicken. So here I am back in the studio now. You'll notice the change in audio quality, but that's okay, right? It's a podcast. So the pecan crusted chicken that I started making once I decided to switch from just frying chicken all the time is from the Emerald Agassi cookbook, Primetime Emerald, came out in 2001. You know who I'm talking about, Emerald, bam. Anyway, this is one of my favorite cookbooks. I've lost the outer cover and um, maybe I'll take a picture of this and put it on the website because the, the, the book is chewed on one corner it was chewed by our, our family dog, Lucy, when she was just a puppy because she did chew everything. pair of headphones, my very favorite boots ever, a couple of cookbooks. She chewed up a couch once. <laughs> anyway, another story. We'll talk about animals another time. You know how I love them. But anyway, back to the Emerald Cookbook. So when I first decided that I really didn't have time to fry chicken, my son loved fried chicken, but I wanted to do some chicken for his birthday. And I did uh, this pecan crusted chicken that's in the oven, done in the oven. One of the things that is the same as my typical fried chicken recipe that I got from my granny is that you soak the chicken. My granny would soak it in a brine, a saltwater brine overnight. This you soak in buttermilk for at least an hour, several hours overnight. I am not sure chemically what happens to chicken when it's soaking in a liquid, but I'm convinced it's something good. So that is tip one, whether you are oven frying chicken or doing a traditional fried chicken, is to soak it in something. <laughs> and buttermilk is a yummy. The other thing too, you're going to be coating your chicken in some flour and spices, whether you're frying it or oven frying it. And you want that to be even on your pieces. And a great way to do it, the easiest way to do it, the least messy way to do it is get a big, large plastic bag, Ziploc, whatever, and put your seasonings in there, your flour and seasonings, and then just one or two pieces of chicken at a time, shake it in the bag, and that will give you even covering. Um, if you are, if you're frying your chicken, the temperature of your oil is maybe the most important thing because that's what makes it fry evenly and also make sure that you get it crispy on the outside and juicy on the inside. That's the key. So whether you're using a cast iron skillet with oil or maybe an electric skillet, which I like to use an electric skillet because you have the little temperature control. But if you're using a cast iron skillet or any other kind of large heavy skillet or pot, you'll definitely want to use a thermometer and make sure that your oil is the right temperature. And when you're oven frying, you do it at a high temperature, at least 400 degrees, and that will help your chicken be crispy because you don't want soggy fried chicken of any sort. So those are the, the main tips that I have for, for frying chicken. At DonnaBrickCooks.com, you can get the pecan-crusted chicken recipe, thanks to Emerald, that I've put a little twist on. You can also get my best fried chicken recipe and another 
excellent fried chicken recipe that I just learned about in the last year or so is from a cookbook that I got to do the recipe testing on and the food styling. And it's the Cash and Carter Family Cookbook. Recipes and Recollections from Johnny and June's Table by their son, their son, John Carter Cash. This book just came out in uh, September 2018. Thomas Nelson, HarperCollins Publishing. It's a beautiful book. Not only does it have an excellent fried chicken recipe in it, it also has all kinds of candid photos of Johnny and June and their family and their friends and family stories about Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash. And it's full of great recipes, not just Southern recipes like fried chicken, but all kinds of recipes from around the world because their music took them around the world. They also had a home in Jamaica. So there are many Caribbean and Jamaican inspired recipes. The chicken recipe that's in this cookbook is from Grandma Carrie Cash buttermilk fried chicken, Carrie Cash was Johnny's mom, so John Carter's grandmother. And it is right up there with some of the best fried chicken I have ever had in my life. It's pan fried in an iron skillet. And a seasoning that Grandma Carrie uses that I never used before but was just worked was sage. So when you think about it, sage, Thanksgiving, usually with your turkey and your in your stuffing or your dressing, you use sage, so it makes sense, sage and poultry. Anyway, that's a great fried chicken recipe, and my granny's fried chicken recipe and my oven fried chicken recipe, thanks to Emeril, is at DonnaBrickCooks.com. And again, the whole idea, and I, and I maybe I'm stretching it, but that's okay. We can stretch it. It's just a recipe that has changed over time. I went from frying chicken all the time to the oven fried, and turned out to be great and it's good and it doesn't mean the original wasn't great so anything that's going on in life when you have to go through a change it doesn't mean that what you just did or what you've been doing isn't good but the change can take you to someplace that's even better so as difficult as it is to embrace change that's the message and one more thing as I was thinking about and preparing to have this little conversation I kept thinking about I probably need to talk to an expert Maybe I should recommend some books on transition or change. And there are a lot of good ones out there. Don't get me wrong. And then what hit me as I kept running into friends and we somehow or another just kept having these conversations conversations about change, I realized that way back in the day, like way, 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 way back when you were just living in your your little family and your little tribe wherever in the world, so before technology, technology, if you, as you were dealing with life, the experts were your were your people around you. So your elders or uh, each other, uh, depending on your life experiences. So sometimes I think as we grasp and we want the experts to tell us what to do, I think if you look around in your own life, you'll realize that there's a friend or a family member who maybe has gone through something similar who can be your expert. Make sense? Just saying, just thinking about it. And one of my experts, one of my friends, when I said, why are we humans so resistant to change? He said, very wisely, I believe, that it's because we can think beyond the moment, which is a blessing and a curse. Sometimes we have trouble being in the moment because we can think beyond the moment, but because we can think into the future, it causes us maybe to come from a place of fear You know, so it's like, oh, if I don't do this, this might happen and this might happen. So we can conjure up all of these possibilities. And because of that, change is more challenging for us. And I've I've been thinking on, on that and I think that might be true. So 
thanks to all of the experts who weighed in on this conversation <laughs> that hopefully I've been able able to convey in some sort of um, way that makes sense to you. So anyway, check out the recipes at DonnaBrickCooks.com and um, I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.